on this week's episode of Another Digital System. Ja, vi elsker dette landet. Yes, it's Norway's Independence Day. Another, di- another, digi- another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 397. Three more shows, and we're in the 400s. It's going. It's going pretty close. Uh, the guy that uh, has done this with me for 397 shows is Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. Yeah, 397 mm-hmm. weeks even, which is a lot of weeks of shows. It is actually so many weeks that we were wrong about how long we had done the show. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Do you remember on on, on on Saturday we were talking about like how long we done the show and we did the math and we were like oh we done it longer than we thought. Oh yeah, I think we did that last yeah. week, last week on the show. I don't even think that was oh, on Saturday. Was I think it was week. on yeah, like yeah. It, we yeah we recorded that even we were both like mm-hmm. oh eight year eight years okay. <laughs> I guess we're going almost on eight nine? years. Yeah, yeah, almost nine. Wow. Yeah. No, I think we're we're. Seven years going on eight. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. I mean, if we have done 510 shows, we've done 10 years of shows. Like, no, 520. Sorry. Yeah, there no. you go. 500. Yeah. 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 52 yeah, weeks in a year. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. Does that include leap years? That wouldn't add that much, would it? It'd only add a, d- a day every four years. That's that's actually that's actually a good question. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, it it's not like uh, that big of a, a change, but um, yeah, the leap years over time could add up, I guess. Yeah. Imagine having your birthday on a leap year day. I knew a girl in awful. middle school who had her birthday on a leap year uh, or on whatever february 31st i think it is right right yeah and or, she or no no isn't it 28 days or 29 let me look it up leap year whatever it was uh <laughs> leap year <laughs> date uh is leap year on the 28th or the 29th each leap year is on yeah, February 29th. Is. Okay, so I was wrong. Yeah, so it's just 28, yeah. But yeah, she used to joke uh, that she was only four years old. Because... Right, when, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because mm-hmm. she's only had that many birthdays, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you you really got to, like, hit the jackpot to be born in that day. I'm sure there are some stati- uh, statistics out there, but I, I would think that's probably... Not very common. I think war- the even more, like, a date that could be bad for being born on is Christmas. Specifically for the presents, yeah. the present situation. Like, 
Oh, yeah. If you have a birthday in the middle of the year and then you have Christmas, like, okay, the presents are going to be spread out. It's not. But if you're, a, you know, especially when you're a young kid, if your birthday and Christmas are on the same day, you're not getting, you're mm. getting the same amount of presents. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not getting yeah. more presents because your birthday happens to be that day also. Uh, that, those are the people I think, I feel worse for I, them than leap year. But I, I think it's general, I would say general uh, late December, I would say. Like maybe, oh yeah, that's like, true. Yeah, yeah. Even even like beginning of I January, make, even yeah. Yes, I I would say that because you know everybody's strapped for cash that time of year. So yeah. like yeah, it's it would be rough. Early January or late December. I wonder when people who are like that girl I went to middle school with. If you have a birthday on a leap year, do you just celebrate it the twenty eighth most years or I would the do first? That, yeah. Or the first, the other way. No, I I would I would do it on the twenty eighth for the reason that I was born that month in February. Okay, go, yeah, yeah, in February. I think I'd make it a two day thing. I'd be like, listen, mm. they deleted my birthday, so I'm, I've got a two day birthday now. <laughs> 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 like September is my my birthday month. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You're turning turning forty this year. How does that feel? I don't really feel it. You know what I mean. Well, actually, I have some terrible tennis elbow right now, so maybe I do feel it. Mm. I'm lying. I'm a liar. But I mean, like mentally, I don't feel any older. But you know, I think that's true. Mentally, I'm 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 not forty at all. Mentally, I'm around twenty, (laughs) twenty (laughs) five, somewhere in there. Yeah. I'm I'm not mentally for it. I I think I will never be there. I know people like in their forties that have their life in place much more than I do, and I I don't really I I don't know if I feel sorry for them or I feel more sorry for me. But I tend to feel more sorry for them because I am at least having more fun. They say like midlife crisis type stuff starts happening around when you're forty or something, but like. I can't even right. imagine being in that, like, the classic midlife crisis thing is, like, buying a really expensive car. I'm a fucking right. millennial. That is not an option <laughs> for me, all right? So, I don't get the luxury of having a midlife crisis, boomers. <laughs> yeah, and I had mine when I turned 30, like, no joke, because uh, I was married and uh, I was like, I I had a goal to be married before 30, and that was like my biggest goal of life was getting married before I was 30, and I had worked upon that, and when I turned 30, I was like, okay, what the fuck do I do now? (laughs) I guess that's true, like, yeah, especially if you're like a young, especially nowadays, if you're like a really young person who, let's say, bought uh, Bitcoin 10 years ago mm. and now you're a billionaire right. and you're retired it's like what the fuck do I do with myself you know I think it's like yeah. a, it's super relative uh, and people kind of generalize it at like 40 45 because mm. that's when like most people have like a midlife thing yeah anyway let's talk about the very very few news we have uh, maybe the slowest news week that I can think of in all the eight years we've done this. It was just nothing happening, you know what I mean? Absolutely it was absolutely nada. So 
uh, I mean, even the stories that work like somewhat happening, like there isn't really uh, super compelling stuff to talk about them. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's the thing. Sometimes it's like, oh, that's is a big story, but like, is it really interesting to talk about on a podcast? Maybe not. Right? Mm. Yeah. Like for example, U.S. Uh, special Counsel false FBI handling of the 2016 Trump Russia probe. That was a long sentence. Yeah, remember when we talked about uh, Trump and Russia and WikiLeaks all colluding together, and me and you for years and years were told that we were idiots and Trump supporters for um, mm -hmm. saying that that wasn't true. Well. The FBI lacked actual evidence, in quotes, to investigate Donald what? Trump's presidential campaign and also relied too heavily on tips provided by political opponents to fuel the probe, said John Durham's special counsel and concluded this on Monday. The report marks the end of a four-year probe launched in May 2019, uh, started by Attorney General, uh, then Attorney General William Barr, who was appointed, uh, Durham was appointed by, um, in a 306-page report, Durham concluded that the U.S. intelligence and law enforcement did not possess any actual evidence of collusion between Trump campaign and Russia prior to launching their investigation. He also accused the Bureau of treating the 2016 Trump probe differently than other politically sensitive investigations, including uh, one into Democratic rival Hillary Clinton at the same time. Uh, they were investigating something very similar and treated it differently, is what they're saying. For instance, he said Clinton and other officials received briefings about poss possibly being targeted of foreign by foreign <laughs> interference, whereas Trump received no such briefings by the FBI. That's a big thing, I guess. The department yeah. and FBI failed to uphold their important mission to strict fidelity of the law and connection with certain events and activities described in this report, Durham wrote. So this was all released on Monday. 306-page yeah. report, so there's a lot of stuff to go in there if you want to like look into it. I have. Yeah, no, uh, I... Uh... I, I was reading this and I was thinking to myself, it feels good to be right for once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, we're going to go into something right after this and we will be called Russian agents again for that. But um, right. this one, at least, not only were we... Uh, if you look into like any of like the comments, even below the article that I sent you... Mm -hmm. Uh, yep. it, it, everybody's like, no, th this is this this guy was appointed by Trump, and so he is crooked. He's a Trump crony working for the Russians. And there was one comment I saw that like Vladimir Putin is the real person who's winning out of this whole situation. Uh, yeah, I, I there's a another part in this whole thing where we found out. Remember the PP tape, the P, the PP. Mm -hmm. We found out that whole thing in this document, it says that the PP tape was an uh, invention created by a U.S. Uh, person and put into no the way. Steele dossier and was never <laughs> actually attributed to any Russian person as far as, like, <gasps> where it was created. Guess what that was? We are. Well, I mean, we already knew that was fake, but, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm having a, a very small heart attack here. I'm so shocked. 
It's almost like... It's almost like we were right. Well, not only that, it almost. seems that the FBI was seriously biased in their investigation yeah. here. And I think the biggest thing is the mental toll this has taken on the entire country as far as Russia phobia goes and mm -hmm. would we be in the situation we are in Ukraine right now if the this had happened to manufacture consent using a term you know created by uh, Noam Chomsky did they use this to manufacture consent to go to war with Russia using Ukraine you know what I'm saying Kevin yeah, Kevin from Yahoo News says, this sounds, this sounds like a Tarian Gestapo stuff. So <laughs> a guy Trump hired is now saying that despite everything, an investigation into Trump should never have been done. Yes, it should have never been done because guess what? There was nothing to fucking investigate. There was no evidence, like it said, F this is the first line of this article. The FBI lacked actual evidence to investigate. <laughs> right. You can't get it... Like, you can't get it any fucking clearer. There was nothing to investigate. Yeah. And not only that, uh, this uh, report says that the... Any type of connections between WikiLeaks and Russia were also unfounded. Uh, what? Yeah, which also, when you look at that, I would say they can say that it's not the reason that they are trying to extradite Julian Assange. But I would say there's a large, uh, <laughs> there's a large like uh, black mark if there are to say that that wasn't the cause. I mean, obviously, the right. charges against him have nothing to do with this. But the timing of it is very convenient if that was the case, because he was in the embassy for so many years, and right after that happened is when they had him at, uh, taken out of the embassy. So Speaking of the war in Ukraine, uh, there was a Trump town hall this week, Fro. I didn't watch was it. Was there? Oh, I didn't know that. It was not like it was talked about every fucking where about how bad CNN were inviting him to a town hall or something. One thing I, s I heard just today that was super interesting, apparently CNN mm. told the audience they're not allowed to boo. <laughs> Which is very strange when you think about it. <laughs> That's funny. I wonder if there was an applause sign in the crowd, you know, like a mm. like some kind of late night show. Uh, but yeah, mm. this, this happened uh, when they asked him about the war in Ukraine. So... Let's play this little clip of uh, him, and then we'll talk about it. Give me a countdown. In three, two, one, play. The current administration has made it clear that we should continue to... It was a town hall, so it's a woman asking questions. ...that they can defend themselves. Do you support this decision, and how would you deal with the increasing threat posed by Vladimir Putin? First of all, thank you very much. It's really nice, and it's an important question, <clears throat> so important. So important. So much it's such an important question. For ourselves right now. We don't have ammunition for ourselves. We're giving away so much. Absolutely. Do you want over. Ukraine to win this war? Uh, I don't think in terms of winning and losing. I think in terms of getting it settled so we Amen. stop killing all these people and breaking down this country. Now, 
I love the guy in the blue shirt. Uh, shirt. He clearly doesn't even know where he is right now. Mm. Mr. President, can I just follow up on that? Because that's a really important thing. Excuse me, let me just, just follow up. This woman just got can a primetime TV show today, by the way. I don't know. Yeah. I want everybody to stop dying. They're dying. Russians and Ukrainians. I want them to stop dying. So get ready to be called a uh, Trump supporter again, Fro. When it comes to what's happening there, when you were in office, you said that you respected President Putin. Do yeah, you I still do. respect him today? Uh, he made a tremendous mistake. Made it, he made it. He was a smart guy, you know. I remember I said he was smart, she was smart. Putin made a bad mistake, in my opinion. What was his it mistake? Would have, his mistake was going in. He would have never gotten I actually believe that to be we true. We used to talk about it there. All right, we can stop okay. it there. Yeah, no, I actually believe that to be true uh, for 100%. I don't really think to, it's kind of, I know it's kind of like, yeah, again, me being a Trump supporter and all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, I I think I agree with him. The war in Ukraine would probably not happen if it if he still was in the White House. To be fair, I don't know about that. I I I think that there are more powerful like war hawks within like the military that are unelected officials that are around like making these kind of things happen. I think maybe it is a little scary that now being anti-war is like a a hardcore ultimately right-wing thing so now if we're anti-war we're going to be called trump supporters or like maga or right-wing even though Mm -hmm. we're it it just it feels like we're going to be put in the same situation that we were with russia gate where we're like this is not (laughs) this is not this is not true that like you're saying things all wrong and having to like defend ourselves against something that's just logically correct, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> like, if you're logically correct, that doesn't mean you're correct anymore in this weird reality that we're currently living in. But that's that's a little like we were talking about, um, like getting emotionally invested in your in your cult, right? Like we were talking about last week. Uh, uh, then you, then you just turn off your side view. Like you, you forget to see that there are other like worldviews than yours, and everybody that believes something else is against you. And if they are against you, then they are wrong. I guess it just feels and especially weird that. for me growing up during the Iraq War when, if yeah. you were anti-war, you were everybody said you're anti-American. You you right. hate this country, live it, uh, love it or leave it kind of mentality. You know what I'm saying? And now yeah. it's like everything's been so flipped on its head. I don't even know where I am or what's happening. So uh, sometimes with these kind of politics. Amen. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, let's do uh, a fire round with just fun news. Colorado driver avoids uh, DUI by switching seats with his dog. A speeding driver was pulled over in Colorado, uh, tried to switch seats with his dog and, and into the passenger seat to avoid arrest from the police. When the officer approached the car, he watched the bizarre seat unfold. The man was intoxicated in the Springfield Police Department. Oh, What? <laughs> he was intoxicated? 
I could never have guessed. The man claimed he was not driving the vehicle and attempted to run away from the officers when asked about his <laughs> alcohol consumption. As for the dog whom police... The dog was driving. As for the dogs whom police did not name either, the animal was given uh, to a driver's acquaintance to be taken care of. So the dog's fine. Um, and this guy... <laughs> yeah, the problem is that they didn't do an alcohol breath test on the dog. That's the problem. Yeah, I guess this guy saw that movie about... Uh, that dog who talks. What was the one with the uh, the guy from Hollywood Squares? You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, yeah. he probably saw that movie right before and was like, "Oh, okay. Well, I can get away." <laughs> My dog talks, and he was driving the car. You know? Yeah. Hey, uh, for many years now, we have blamed uh, bats uh, for the COVID thing. Guess what? Bats could also hold the secret to long life. In a study published Thursday, researchers identified a protein carried by bats that could explain their long lives impervious to certain viruses with a possibility of therapeutic potential for humans. Bats' exceptional long lifespans for small mammals uh, could have... It, it, it could be helpful to humans and also could show... It could help with SARS, Ebola, and Zika as well, is mm -hmm. what they're saying. Um, yeah, I think this was already predicted by a movie last year. It was called Morbius. <laughs> That's right, Morbius predicted the future, everybody. <laughs> exactly, mm -hmm. yeah. That's uh, why uh, that's why we in another digital citizen says it says it's a classical good movie to watch because it's predicting the future. Oh, wouldn't it be funny if Morbius is the new uh, Demolition Man and and or the or, Simpsons? Uh, yeah. yeah, and it just starts predicting everything. That yeah. would be pretty. I would love that. I wouldn't because that would mean that uh, Jared Leto uh, and, turns into him. So and vampires are real. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, would vampires live under the ocean? Actually, a vampire could live yeah, under the ocean pretty easily, couldn't it? Now that I think could, about it, because uh, there's no fucking sunshine. Well, they need blood. How deep you live? But if you're if we're in the Morbius universe, they'd have that fake blood that he invented. So yes, they okay. do. But a university professor <laughs> has broke a record. Maybe this guy was a uh, a vampire. <laughs> He broke a record for the longest time living underwater without decompression or depressurization this weekend. Uh, mm. His seven Joseph Dirty is seventy fourth day residing in an undersea lodge situation situated thirty feet uh, deep below Lagoo in Key Largo. Uh, he goes by the moniker Doctor Deep Sea. He ate a ate a protein heavy meal of egg salmon prepared using a microwave. <laughs> I'm guessing it doesn't smell great in that in that little cabin. Is <laughs> farting up a storm down there? Eggs and salmon in a microwave? And like microwaved fish, first of all, smells bad, and yeah. that's all this yep. guy is eating. Oh my god, I don't want to go down there. But he says uh, he's going to stay there for a hundred days, and that he's actually enjoying it. Mm. Uh, he beat a previous record of 73 days, 2 hours, and 34 minutes set by a ten two Tennessee professors. So, yeah, he says he likes it down there. My guess is it's because he lives in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. 
Whoa. He's like, it's way better down here under the ocean. <laughs> uh, whatever do you mean? We love you if you're from California. Come on. Florida. Yeah, yeah. Florida. Wow. I always mix those up when I was a kid. They're the opposite coasts, yeah. but they're so similar, like, weather-wise. Yeah. Not uh, political, though. Well, I guess California also doesn't have hurricanes. There's that. That that uh, that is true. I've never heard of a Californian hurricane. To be fair. Yeah, they, we well don't uh, don't, <laughs> don't bet on that. that. <laughs> like considering the weather in the last few months, I would not like. I wouldn't hold your breath. Hey, would you love to be named after someone famous or have the same name as someone famous? No. This is like that Michael Bolton thing from Office Space, where he's like, fuck Michael Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's such a good quote. Yeah, I, I wonder... So, like, I, I sometimes, like, when I use uh, the Google machine, I do... Uh, we have a register in Norway where you can look up how many people are named exactly your name. Okay, I'm not sure how useful yeah. that would be, but okay. I, I don't know. Right. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, before I changed my middle name to being nothing, uh, no one uh, no one had the same name as me, but my second name was ambivalent, uh, so there's also that. But uh, yeah, uh, after I changed it uh, to just my last name, uh now there's like more than seven people in the in the world with my same name so oh you can search the whole world i thought you were saying just in norway you could search oh that's a kind oh, of no no the whole, whole world yeah, yeah oh okay but uh there's a man that is not megan markle yeah, we talked about the coronation last week well there's conspiracy theories going around about welsh composer sir carl jenkins uh they thought he was Meghan Markle. Uh, yeah. I I guess people thought that he was her dressed up in, like, an old man disguise. I guess. I don't see any fucking similarity whatsoever. I think just because he, like, his look, like, his the glasses and the nose and the mustache, it almost looks like a Groucho Marx fake, like... Um, you know, those glasses you'd put on that have the nose and the mustache connected to them? Sure. So I think people saw him and were like, that's not a real person. I don't even think it was necessarily <laughs> like... And then they made the random connection that it was Meghan Markle, like, out of just, like, I don't know, weird hubris of, like, the coronation that it's so important that she would... She would want to go but not be seen because she it's so important that she wanted to be there, but she didn't want to people to know she was there it's like i almost think it's like giving the coronation too much credit like it was so important you know what i mean mm. it would be funny if his name was megan markle though uh that would be a little silly but no he's just a random dude i guess he is actually a like like i said he's a sir so he was knighted by the queen at some point mm. do you know also who should be knighted soon who's that Loreen. Uh, you think so? I mean... Oh, yeah. For what? I think you have to have, like... There has to be, like, a specific reason. 
I know Elden yeah, John for winning, has for winning for winning Eurovision twice is pretty okay. Okay, reason. I mean, I think Elton John is just generally being a good musician, right? So I think she could probably go into the same category, maybe. I I think we are too few people to talk about this, to be honest. All right, let's bring somebody else in. On a magic uh, carpet, just like Aladdin, we have flown in, Triv. Hi, Triv. Hey, how's it going? You know, I expected a little bit better service on that magic carpet. Like, there wasn't even a drink bar. What the hell? (laughs) <laughs> I know. Yeah, our our deal with carpet uh, AS is uh, very like limited. That's fair. We're like Ryan, yeah. the Ryanair of carpets, basically. So. <laughs> hey, you yes. know what? I'm just happy no one tried to sell me a model of the carpet because that would have been quite odd. Mm. So you're a huge Eurovision fan. Have seen Eurovision many, many times. I'm assuming. I am a virgin. What? Yeah, Eurovirgin. Eurovision virgin, yeah. I'm an I'm an mm-hmm. I'm a Eurovision virgin virgin. And not mm-hmm. like the Richard Bronson type of virgin. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Sweden, like I said, wins Eurovision Song Contest in Liverpool with Loreen. What a shock, said absolutely no one. Uh, the UK host was uh, uh, hosting the event on behalf of last winner's Ukraine and uh, saw Loreen triumph with Tattoo. There's a lot of things that we will go through, but uh, let's just start with the obvious question. Uh, did the right winner uh, win? Uh, look. I mean, I guess it's question. I mean, it's not wasn't my pick of songs to win. Um, no. So I would say, in in my personal opinion, I don't think it was the one that should have won. But I think that's all subjective. It's art, as as you know. So, mm-hmm. what about you, Trev? Um, I thought that that tattoo was very good coming into this. A hundred percent, kind of like I tried to come in as blind as possible, so I didn't have a lot of backup as to like you know who was traditionally winners and things like that. Uh, Lorraine, mm. Lorraine's was amazing. I thought she did a great job with all of the setting and all that kind of stuff, but there were other ones that I would have kind of preferred to see. So, I guess say what you will. <laughs> she run away with the fucking jury, that's for sure. Uh, was it 160 points more than second place? It was just under uh, double second place. I, yeah. I, I remember that saying that when we came out of the jury voted being like they, she's almost doubled the next person down it wasn't quite double but it was pretty close and i think the thing you sent me a whole thing i think last night or the night before from that guy who was talking about the jury vote yeah and the fact that we will talk about it we the two were so that. close in the end after yeah. the uh televote that uh if the jury hadn't have voted so lopsided, it could have gone either way, right? I think that's the... Yeah. yeah. So Sweden got 340 jury votes, and second place, uh, Italy, from the uh, jury's uh, uh, side of... No, sorry, uh, uh, Israel, uh, from the jury's point of view, was 177 points. So there's a, a lot of uh, scrapances there. Uh, but when we come to the public votes, uh, Finland won 
with uh, 376. Uh, Sweden did get 343, and uh, their old Norway uh, got uh, 216. Uh, but yeah, the official order is Sweden first, Finland second, Israel uh, third, uh, fourth was Italy, and fifth was Norway. What did you think about the Norway uh, trip? Oh, Norway was fantastic. It was so much fun, and like just it, it she ruled that stage, <clears throat> no doubt. Mm. Yeah, I she was, was the queen really of good. both kings. And the stage. <laughs> yeah. What did you think about her life, Luke? Uh, the no- oh. Norwegian one? Yeah. Uh, it was fine. I, no. I, you know, it wasn't any... I, I didn't think it was as impressive as a lot of other songs. I think the staging for some other songs were more impressive than Norway. I think that... Like the song was really good, but the staging wasn't as press is as impressive as some of the other ones that did better than that. So I understand mm-hmm. why it only got sixth. I think it is interesting that Finland is basically I would say the people's champ in that situation. Oh, definitely. Uh, and everybody recognizes that. I think at this point where Sweden did win, but I don't think people. They recognize it almost as a technical win, in a way, do you think, or not? Yeah, so here is where uh, I'm going to be somewhat controversial. Sweden did not get one fucking 12 points by the public in any country. Wow. I'm going to say that one more time. Sweden did not get 12 points, the maximum, from any country in the jury votes. Finland uh, almost got everyone, and uh, Sweden st- still won. It is, I think, I think, I think the jury system is, is uh, totally fucked, but I don't really know what we can do about it. Well, because can we, we ta- need a jury. Can we talk about the conspiracy now of why? We can. Yes. People think <laughs> it was rigged towards Sweden. We can, because this. guess what? It's the 50-year anniversary of ABBA winning next year. Which is a Swedish band, and that mm-hmm. would put it in Sweden on that anniversary. And if they, let's yeah. say, had ABBA perform, it could be a huge um, you know, money draw, uh, audience draw. But you also sent me an but. article... Yes. From one of the members of ABBA saying, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, it's never going to happen, they said. It's never, ever going to happen. We will never, ever show up in Eurovision again. Wow. So, yeah. Drama. Drama. Okay, let's talk about uh, the three bottom ones. Uh, Serbia, uh, United Kingdom, and again, fucking Germany. Uh, what did you think about Germany, Luke? I mean, I liked it. I, it was that yeah. heavy metal. Uh, it, it was the odd one out of all songs because it was very directly heavy metal uh, rock kind of uh, song. Where we had some songs that had like a rock uh, sensibility about them, but even like uh, the ice, not ice, Finland, 
it changed it up halfway through and went more kind of poppy, mm -hmm. right? So, what about your trip? What did you think about Germany? I actually really like. I know that it wasn't. I, I technically I love the look. I thought it was really fun. It was so like that <laughs> hard metal '90s thing, but it did. Mm. It it lacked a lot of what the like that substance. It didn't have what a lot of the other people had. So I don't. I wouldn't have put it in my bottom three, but it certainly wasn't like say top five by any stretch. There was a band last year that was like almost. They had all the masks and they. Uh, yeah. They did a heavy. I, I want to say it, that was Iceland, maybe. It was. Uh, or maybe yeah, Finland like it, last year, one or the other. And it, it was like a heavy was, metal song, just like yeah. this kind of death metal. And it did far better than this one last year. So. Huh? Yeah, they. I think they come, came third or something. Yeah. Uh, but I think uh, most people, and definitely United Kingdom, is very disappointed in coming next to last. But at least us, uh, a lot of like people were saying on social media they didn't get zero, so there is that. <laughs> uh, well, they were second uh, last year, so going from second to to like almost last is pretty bad right. drop. Yeah, and also could you pull the, you pull the yeah. always look on the bright side of life? Uh, no, because uh, I think it's sadly. It's it's often called the curse of the hosted ones, but that's not entirely true because like last time, like for example, Norway hosted, we came second. So oh. there there are there are some truths about it, but I do think that uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to to say she was as bad as Blanca from Poland, but. She was up there in my least favorite performers of the night, but uh, yeah. Speaking of Liverpool, where it was hosted, uh, at the very beginning of the Eurovision, they did kind of a mashup of celebrities and also previous Eurovision acts singing mm -hmm. songs that were created in Liverpool specifically, right? That was the whole mm -hmm. thing of it. And at the time, at, at it, the end, it, I was it like, wasn't "Oh!" It was in the beginning. It it was in the uh, in the middle while we were waiting for the voting to end. I think it was at the beginning. No, it no, was later the, on. It was later on. It was okay. later on. Uh, oh yeah, the beginning was like that music video thing. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, they yeah they did that like part part way through, uh, and at the end, uh, or towards the end of it, I was like, "Well, I guess they're probably going to wrap up with a Beatles song." You know, Liverpool. That makes sense, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and no Beatles music happened, and I was like, "That's strange." What? What? Uh, yeah. But apparently, the Beatles have an infamous IP uh, history with Eurovision. Uh, from record kilometers, uh, Michael Jackson to the Beatles music catalog has found itself in the hands of a lot of different owners over the year. Uh, the Beatles apparently were not going to allow them to use any of the songs because of just general copyright, um, which it felt so odd for there not to be a Beatles song or even a reference yeah. to the Beatles at all when they're in Liverpool, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, I... Uh, there was no shots of, like, uh, the famous places, no references to them, uh, and I have to admit that the rumor was... 
that uh, that McCartney was going to be there. I'm going to guess that. Uh, uh, well, I know that was totally false now, but uh, that was the rumor. Uh, but uh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they were in talks at some point, and maybe it didn't go through. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the best laid plans of mice and men, or you know, McCarthy's and men. (laughs) Sorry, that was terrible. Paul Paul, Paul McCartney. (laughs) It would just be interesting to know who, who, like, was it him? Was it McCartney who was like, "I don't want to be associated with Eurovision," or was it Eurovision that was like, "I don't want to pay this much." To, to, like, license it, this kind of stuff. I wonder how it went down. But, uh, okay, I'm going to ask you, before we move on to the next thing in, uh, that we're going to talk about in Eurovision, what was your favorite song, Trev? And your least favorite? Um, so I absolutely loved... Um, I had a couple of faves. Uh, Finland, the cha-cha-cha, was fantastic. It was so fun. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and honestly, some of the more... I guess the the um war specific ones like uh switzerland's water gun was just the choreography of that the way they use the stage i really enjoyed um uh the one with the tractors uh they performed second to last i can't think of right uh serbia serbia no not serbia croatia sorry yeah yeah croatia was i just that that crazy feel i just i loved it start to finish it was so off the wall so unique Mm. Um, at least for my my one year experience with Eurovision, um, and then <laughs> it's all uh, pretty up there. Yeah, well, absolutely. And then um, there was the one my sister's crown uh, from from Chechnya, or Czech, sorry, Czech Czech, Czech Republic, the Czech. For God's sake. Yes, Czechia. Yeah, Czechia. Thank you. I am so sorry. There I probably screwed with people there, but just the message, the the simplicity yeah. of their the way that they did it. But the message that they had was so strong, and that really, those were kind of my tops. Uh, bottom, the the one from Poland, I just, it was so vapid. It wasn't, ugh. And I know that she's your backup girlfriend, yeah. but Israel, I, it didn't pull my hair back, honestly. Um, yeah. I, I, can, I can see the appeal, but I just, uh, it, it wasn't my cup of tea. Uh, and she's my backup wife, not girlfriend. So. Oh, my apologies. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> no, it's totally okay. Uh, yeah, uh, my favorites were Finland, uh, definitely. Uh, I have Israel up there. Uh, and I think probably I agree with Croatia and uh, uh, Armenia was my like top four. When it comes to my uh, bottom four, it's definitely fucking Poland because holy moly she <laughs> couldn't sing but I, I actually think I will put United Kingdom there sadly because her voice was terrible in in the final uh, but I think the song that disappointed me the most was actually France but I think that has a lot to do with their staging that it was just fucking weird I think the original uh, staging of that one was better than like oh, the overly so complicated yeah. platform uh, dress setup they had for this one. And Slovenia was also my least favorite. I think what UK, yeah, UK Poland are definitely the two worst songs, and they're very similar yeah. in the reasons, and it, they're bad. The vapidness mm. and the bad staging are just like 
really annoying looking staging almost um i almost think that the uk as far as the singing goes was worse in the final than poland was i don't know how that happened but i I think somehow poland got their uh got her to like tone down singing and used a lot more of the back track Mm. focused on that but i i still think australia i honestly the australian song has been stuck in my head all week I've just so been good. over playing it over and over again, and then Water Gun is one of my other favorite ones, like Triv said. Hmm. Okay, I, so we got some good news during Eurovision. Uh, why don't you take it away, Luke? Luxembourg to return to Eurovision uh, this year, 30 years after its last participation in 1993, oh, wow. and 40 years after the country's last win, the Grand Duchy? The Grand Duchy? Yeah has announced mm-hmm. that it will f- finally be making its return to the Eurovision Song Contest um, with no less than five victories to its name over the years. Yep. Luxembourg currently shares the third position for uh, oh, third position for the number of wins a country has achieved in Eurovision. Right, um there was something about uh her win that was also like a big deal, right? She was like uh, the second person ever to get uh, two wins right right yeah uh, and also uh, now Sweden ties Ireland for the most Eurovision victories oh nice uh, uh, because Sweden won with Abba Hersey Corolla okay Charlotte Nielsen Loreen Manselverlof and Loreen and uh, the Irish one with Dana Johnny Logan Johnny Logan Linda Martin, Nia Kavana, Paul Harrington, and Charlie uh, McCadden. Yeah, she was the second person and the first woman to ever win two. Mm-hmm. I should mention that also. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, because Johnny Logan won twice. Right. So, lots of big uh, things. I think the Luxembourg thing we should say, since they kicked, what, four people, four people, four countries out this year. Uh, adding right. Luxembourg, I think, is a way to like bring people, uh, bring another, add more uh, songs because they kick so many out. I think that's more right. I I agree to that, but uh, you also have to remember that they were just kicked out for a year. Oh, so okay. Russia got kicked out. Probably Belarus. Who else got kicked out? No. So Russia is kicked out longer than okay. for a year. Uh, Russia is totally taken off uh, the EBU list. Right. Uh, United Bro- yeah, European Broadcasting Unit uh, list. Uh, I think we said I... North Macedonia was, and then Belarus was one of them, and then there was another. Right. Uh, I think Belarus one. is still. I think Belarus is still um, um, uh, sanctioned because of. When they sent their uh, uh, songs last year, they sent two songs that were against the rules. So they broke the rules three times uh, last year. Okay. Yeah. Nice. But uh, I'm not going to say that um, in with certainty. Well, if, but, uh, Luxembourg has one yeah. thing: lots of money to spend on this. Oh yeah. So. I'm super excited to have Luxembourg back, and also with like, uh, like you were talking about their track record, I think they would be pretty hungry of winning it right away, coming back. So I'm 
I'm pretty sure they will spit a lot of money in whatever they send next year because they want their uh, comeback to like uh, really, really count for something. Yeah. When do you think They're so? Coming out swinging. Yeah. But here's the question, Trev. Uh, now that you have uh, bled out and your virginity has been taken, uh, do you want to see <laughs> Eurovision again? Absolutely. It was it was an impressively fun time. Um, it was so, and I, I'm sort of familiar with European stuff. I, I spent a little time there, but it's been quite a hot minute. You forget how differently um, things like this are run in different countries or different areas of the world, and it was so refreshing. To not have, like, 15,000 commercial breaks. And to have, like, yes, they kind of did the whole, and the winner is! And, you know, it's like, okay, wait, wait, okay, wait, 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 okay, one more time! Mm -hmm. The winner is! Whoever, you know, they, they, they employ pauses and stuff, but they do it in such a less, I don't know, over-the-top way. Like, it's not... It doesn't, it doesn't make you upset. Like, you're sitting there going, just tell me already! I think the advertising is the biggest, like, as an American, the biggest kind of, like, straight... Because, like, if this was an American show, it would be, like, the jury votes brought to you by Pepsi. This yeah. right. Pepsi, right. Yeah, it would be, like, everything would be sponsored by something. It would be, like, uh, this uh, halftime show brought to you by... Right. It, it, we, mm -hmm. that there's none of that. So it... Um, it feels more genuine because it's not like trying to sell you something. I right. Think. Yeah. And, and not to say that there isn't, I mean, you guys have kind of talked about some of the drama. Obviously, anytime you've got people involved, especially creative people, you're going to have like some level of drama and some level of like the, the shade that um, the singer from France showed. You know, they basically was, you know, her basically giving the finger to every. I mean, things like that are going to happen. Literally. You've got, yeah. yeah you've, got, you've got big personalities. There's going to be that. But there's that level of manufactured drama to make sure that people stick around. Like, it was a four and a half hour deal. It did not feel four and a half hours. Oh, yeah. For sure. It was fantastic. It was a lot of fun. And, you know, everything else aside, it was... Yeah, I would totally watch it again. And having people that know what the hell they're talking about to watch it with to kind of give you those insights does make a difference. I mean, it just... When you have the right people... You know, whether it's sporting, whether it's, like, um, award shows, whether it's something like this, it does make it a lot more fun. Yeah, I'm very happy that Luke was there to give us all the information. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, now look I'm, here, I'm very, I'm, I am very privileged uh, of having Luke with me when I watch your vision. I, 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 I learned everything I know everything. from you, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> you know Good what? I, I could not have spent a better Saturday night with two such handsome-ass gentlemen. I'll tell you what. Oh, that's sweet. I mean, if, I have, if every, every Saturday night was like that for me, uh, life would be fantastic. <laughs> Actually, that's pretty much our Saturday night every week, so there's that. Anyway, uh, what what do you do on the internet? Me? Oh, I uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I do many things. Uh, half of no, the other the other, other trim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other one. The other oh. lady that we have talked to for half oh. an hour. Yeah. Well, if you, you know, to... the one in my freezer. Oh, okay. I wasn't going to mention yeah. her, but, uh, you know, I, I was going to ask... Uh, oh, okay. I was going to ask about seasonings for something like that, because mm -hmm. I might have my own. 
But anyway. <laughs> Donner party. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> party of five. <laughs> Only two will be eating. So, Frode, is, is your, I, I would assume that your Saturday nights involve eating her out, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> no comments. <laughs> okay, so uh, when you're not looking to eat out the woman that you keep in your freezer, uh, <laughs> if you enjoy <laughs> random, obscure, and straight-up bad movies, uh, come on over to my YouTube channel. Uh, it's, it's Trivial Theater. Um, I cover a vast selection of the, some of the weirdest movies ever you've ever seen. Some are weird because they're just weird and awesome. Some are weird because they're good and bad. Others are just because I decided that I wanted to cover something really off the, really off of, off in left field someplace. Um, but yeah, stop by, say hi. Um, yeah, that's, I, I'm trying to do a better job of being consistent with my uploads. So, um, yeah, I've got new stuff dropping and here I, in, the, in the next month. And I also have heard some rumors that uh, you had some two very handsome men in there uh, oh, sometimes. Oh, yeah, I have had... Uh, I have had many encounters. Um, they took me to mm -hmm. uh, uh, the never. I know uh, the, the, I could, the story that of our experiences never ends, and uh, mm -hmm. it may also involve uh, Santa Claus. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, I, there was lots of references to Norway, which you know just you know it does anything but make me cold. So that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, because the cold doesn't bother you anyway. Oh, absolutely not. I mean, after having all mm -hmm. of that time in Norway, how could I? How could I not? <laughs> it's kind uh, of I have a does uh, yeah. Norway. <laughs> I have a question for you. Can I decide what movie we watch uh, next time when we're uh, with you? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, I'm going to tell you what movie it is right now, okay? Okay, go for it. Yeah, it's The Hottie or The Naughty. The what? Sorry. The Hottie and The Naughty. Oh, God. So, Oh god. From 2008. Oh, yeah. oh god, I've got I've got yeah. hives already from that. Fine. Mm -hmm. We made you sit through a movie that did not involve Norway at all. It is your right. As long as I can yeah. track it down, I we can certainly watch that. It's free it on perfect. Tubi apparently and Roku. I'm I've oh, already perfect. looked it up. Nice. Well, we will get yeah, that sucker that... in the bag and uh I promise it won't take me as long to get uploaded. <laughs> okay. I, t I think maybe it's my least favorite movie of all time. What about Norbit? So. Oh, God. Uh, no, Norbit is... Uh, is better than this? Norbit, it, I think, actually, it is better than this. Yeah. Okay. That's it's, not a high uh, bar, though, if you're being honest. You know, is the film shot in the right direction? Yes. Did I feel like putting a gun to my head afterwards? Um, maybe. <laughs> I think... Every movie that has like Paris Hilton uh, when she does not die in the beginning is a bad movie. But yeah, yeah it uh, has a it has an IMDb rating of one point nine. So there's also that, <laughs> and a meta score of seven. So it's uh, well, it, you know it's what? a really good some, movie. Considering some of the other things that I've reviewed over the course of time, um, an IMDb rating of one point seven or one point eight is actually not that bad. Nine. <laughs> Oh, 1.9. It's still. Yeah, it's, actu it's actually 14 in the, uh, the bottom IMDb list. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. that, that is a sexy rating right there, I'll tell you. Mm -hmm. From that alone, yeah. I would say, hmm, perhaps. <laughs> uh, mm. 
I definitely well, saw Travis. this movie in the theaters, by the way, when it oh, came out. Oh, you did? Yeah. You did? Oh, mm-hmm. well, I was. I think I was working in the movie theater at the time, so. Ah. Yeah. Please tell well, me they Travis. had a bar where you could at least, like, pick up some extra booze. <laughs> no, this was before bars in in movie theaters. Oh, I'm so This is pre movie theater bar. This was pre, like, uh, pizza chain like type uh, movie theater even I think yeah oh wow you 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 have to remember both me and Luke are born in the 1800s <laughs> yep <laughs> well I I uh, I yeah I guess I can't say that but uh, what I can say is uh, I I I, w- I come from the bad movie side of the tracks so uh, my face looks like I've I was born in the 1800s because of the amount of crap movies that I've taken in over time <laughs> wow. Uh, if uh, people want to follow you on Twitter, what is, what is your handle? Well, you know ask? what? Uh, both Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at, uh, surprisingly, just Trivial Theater. And that's theater spelled E-R, not R-E, because, honestly, I'm just not that fancy. Bye, Trip! Bye-bye. Yeah. Uh, 2008. Oh, ooh, uh, hot, the hot end of nothing. That was uh, sure a movie. I remember the plot line of this. It's basically just... Uh, she's all that or he's all that it's mm. kind of like that like right the Paris Hilton's trying to make her popular that's what I remember that's what I remember from it but I haven't seen it since 2008 so so in 2008 uh, it was the official opening of the Oslo Opera House but it also was the year that we realized uh, same sex marriage and uh, I remember uh, that I was in Oslo to celebrate uh, the same-sex mm-hmm. marriage thing. And as a treat for myself, in 2008, I went to see this movie. So when I came, came out of it, I was like, eh, I don't think that was that good a movie. That wasn't yeah. a treat, necessarily. Yeah. No. I don't think I've seen it since 2008, though. I don't think so. I don't. I haven't either. I haven't even thought about it since then. So it should be it interesting. It is pretty bad. We're so yeah. Look forward to that. Uh, sometime not this as year. Bad as, yeah, not so bad that I won't take suicides, but no movies that bad. No, I will. I I definitely think not. But Tron is going to talk about uh, that right now. Hello, this is Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. I was off last week because I had fucking too much to do. Well, back in my fucking normal mood, I'm going to talk about this. Suicide. Have you ever heard about people talking about suicide? How they talk about suicide? Like, yeah, it's a difficult subject. That's why I'm going to talk about it. One thing I often heard people say is like, oh, you're a coward. It's an easy way out. It's a cowardness. Yes, it's not being coward to take the suicide, and what does it fucking help to say you're a fucking coward? Oh shit, they think I'm a coward, then I'm not going to take suicide? What the fuck? What stupid bullshit is that? There's no logic whatsoever. One thing I can talk about and understand is, think about the people you leave behind. That argument I can do understand. But sometimes society takes a toll on you. Sometimes living in a society with full bullshit that I've been talking about for the last seven, eight years can be overwhelming for somebody. I do fucking get it. I get it all the time. Sometimes my mind isn't right either. Sometimes I'm had it, 
how do the people, how the society, have it to be a slave to the system, making fucking money, <sighs> to all kinds of bullshit, just to keep myself alive. It's not a fucking nice society. But somebody make a religion out of it. The hard-working man who worked for his family, blah, blah, blah. No, you're dependent on others. I am. And they, they, they call it freedom, but it's not fucking freedom. I'm a wage slaver. Yes. Some people ask me, oh, Tron, if you didn't have money, oh, if you don't need money, what would you do? I would not fucking work. I would do something reasonable. But then the rich or elite class have made a new rule. If you have too much money, you should not give it away. You should be an example to anybody else who could glorify so they can make money or maybe get there. All this bullshit makes some of us just want to take a gun, put it in the mouth and fucking shoot. It's fucking not happiness. It's not a healthy way of living. It's definitely not how Jesus wanted us to live. But Christian conservatives doesn't give a fuck about that. Society rates in some part of the world are high. They are high because people don't talk, have more culture. We don't talk about difficult things. But we also in society, we really don't talk about difficult things. Even you, you think about it on Facebook. Somebody talk about suicide. 20,000 hearts. Oh, I'm so fucking flattered. No, I'm not. Because people who are suffering, they will always be suffering, even when the spotlight is off them. And they go into the next people they should care about. When people care about somebody, they are usually more thinking about how much people will look at them as big solidarity persons. Like, oh, look at me, I care about somebody. But the person they really should be caring about still suffering. A society full of attention, attention horse every one of them. That's why we never get the suicide rate down. Because people don't really, we don't really can trust people to care. We should think about how we address things. Do something for others in no selfish reason whatsoever. Do it because it's important and necessary to do. This was Tron. Tron tells the truth. Have a fucking nice day. Okay, uh, I have watched a lot of Eurovision this week, of course. Uh, sure, yeah. But other than that, I have also watched some TV. I'm going to start... <laughs> I, I almost didn't have this on my list. Uh, I am going to start with The Messenger. This is an... Australian show question mark okay but it's based on a fucking amazing book by Marcus uh, Sukak uh, I love uh, the messenger uh, it it's a uh, very like he wrote uh, another book called uh, the book thief uh, that's maybe uh, where he is most known for, but okay. but this is about a guy that is pretty like uh, normal. I would say that he is a little like he's a very like just another stupid uh, human being until he definitely isn't anymore. Uh, 
And that is what this show is about. The transition between, like, going from being, like, absolutely nothing to a someone. Uh, it is uh, very much... Uh, sm- uh, I think it's very intelligent, and I very much like uh, the messaging of the show. It is very uh, surreal, uh, and it feels very like uh, Australian. But I do think it's also a little too cutty, cutty cooker. I wish they went a little like even more into the crazy elements of the book. Uh, but I'm satisfied as someone that has seen a lot of like shit. Uh, things that are based on things. So I will give it an 8.5 and say that people should actually check this out. I I think it's it's really, really good. It will take you a couple of episodes, but when you, like, come into it, you will really, like, relish into this mystery uh, and also about, like, what it means to be special. Yeah. So that is my recommendation and also review. Okay. Uh, I saw something you saw last week. Naked and Afraid last one standing. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap is a long first episode. Uh, oh, so long. I think it was almost two hours, right? Yeah. It was basically a double. Um, I, I would assume all the episodes from here are going to be an hour. I, mm-hmm. If you've seen Naked and Afraid, uh, it you know it's a survivalist show except they don't have any clothes on. Usually, it's a group of people and then one of them wins out in the end. But this one, yeah, it's at least starts with teams or teams mm-hmm. of two, I should say, and they do have eliminations in this version of it, which is like the most interesting yeah. change from the original concept. Right? Is the elimination part of it? Sure, if it was interesting. Well, I mean, as far as, like, changing up from the original, which I didn't like the original, this one at least has some more reality elements as far, like, uh, Survivor, Big Brother-type eliminations. Uh, It, as a show, if you don't like survivalist shows, is not that interesting. Some of the characters are... This one, like you said last week, is, like, all-stars. So all the Mm -hmm. characters are already established. Um... So they kind of expect you to know what's going on and who these people are, but they also do a little bit of recapping of, like, their past, whatever, accomplishments on the show and things like that. <laughs> uh, the place they said it is kind of interesting, I guess, as far as the location. Other than that, yeah. it's really, a sta- like, pretty standard. Uh, I give it a... It's probably a 4.5 kind of show. Cool. I never watch any yeah. more of it, but it's not like a terrible, awful TV program that like I'm offended by in any way either. So, mm. okay, uh, I'm going to talk about another show that I'm pretty sure you saw because didn't see because this is on Apple TV Plus. It is uh, City on Fire. Uh, so this is about, uh, college, uh, so, uh, sorry, uh, I will start over. So this is about when a college student is shot in, uh, I think it was Central Park, uh, 
and uh, the investigation connects it to a very like uh, a series of like extremely mysterious wild wildfires. So this is not a true story, by by the way. It's not a okay. documentary or anything. Right. It's just a, a, a drama thing. But yeah, uh, the investigation that uh, about this uh, student connects it to a mysterious like citywide fires. Why it's called city on fire uh, also it's connected to like the music scene uh, very like wealthy uptown real estate family and a lot of like secrets in their family this is probably my least favorite apple tv plus show in since c uh, that was terrible okay uh, i did did not connect uh, with this whatsoever. Uh, really, really boring. Very like trite and uh, stupid. Uh, there's three episodes out uh, right now. I watched two of them. I am definitely out, and am never ever going to watch anything like that again. Uh, it sounds like you'd have to be like a New Yorker to connect with it. Is that the kind of vibe you got yeah. from it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, something came out on Hulu this week, but I think it came out uh, in the UK earlier this year, like in January is what I'm seeing, called Extraordinary. Okay. Have you seen this? No. Uh, a woman is... It's a few, I thought it was future, but I think it's more present, but it's in a world where everybody, when they turn 18, gets superpowers. Uh, this mm. woman, who's the main character... She's like 26 and hasn't gotten her superpowers yet. And and she feels like kind of left out of society cuz everybody can do something wild or crazy. Uh you know, some people are t- telepathic, uh some people can fly, like all different kinds of superpowers. So the world right. it's set in is super interesting. She's uh a very good character. The concept for it is the most interesting part. The acting's decent. Cinematography is very, you know, British looking as far as like mm. the camera work and stuff like that. <laughs> it's got that BBC feel. But overall, uh I'd almost compare this to, I would call this like the 2023 Ghosts almost. Uh, oh, really? It's got a feel of the ghosts to it. So I'm going to give it a 7.5. Hmm. I would Makes definitely me very interested in watching it. Yeah, recommend it to you for sure. I think you would enjoy it at least. Hmm. Uh, well, I'm going to Netflix for a documentary because this is a documentary I really needed. Uh, McGregor Forever. Did you watch this by any chance? No, McGregor. Okay. Yeah, Conor McGregor. Oh, I saw. Th- yeah, I did see this was out, but I didn't watch it. No. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's about. Uh, UFC's biggest draw, uh, Conor McGregor. I don't like the guy from the get-go. Okay. I like. I have never liked him. I think he's a douche nozzle. Uh, and uh, to be fair, I went in kind of like. Uh, uh, hey, I would. I, I will not say that I hate on him. I I just don't care about him. Like, okay. I think I think he's a like I said I think he's a douche nozzle. It's four episodes. It's not that that long. Uh, I thought this was interesting enough. I like I I 
don't really, really watch sports documentaries, he said. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I watched this one, so take that with a single uh, pinch of salt. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, it was interesting enough. Uh, very Netflixy. Uh, yeah, uh, it had premiere today, so I I would be a little shocked if you had watched it. But I will give it a four. Yeah, a four. Did it seem biased towards him or against him in any way, or was it pretty, uh, pretty biased for him? For I would him. Say. Okay. I saw the game show show. Uh, I don't know if you watch this. Nope. It's on ABC. It's. I thought it was going to be a game show, but it's a show about game shows. Uh, mm. The first. It's a four part like mini series, like not mini series, but four part uh, show. So it's not really long. The first episode this week. I'm assuming they're going to do one per week. Was about quiz shows. So Jeopardy. They talked about tw- the scandal with Twenty One. Um, mm. All the different, like, uh, quiz shows, uh, Family Feud, anything that's, like, you know, guess, guessing things like that. And they talked mm-hmm. to all the different um, actors, and th- there were some parts where they, you know, talked about people like Alex Trebek, who had passed passed away recently. You know, there's some touching moments, and there's some good interviews, right. but it's super-duper bland. Like, it's not even a very, like, interesting documentary. Um but if you like game shows and you like the history of game shows, I would say it's worth checking out. I'll watch another episode, but I have a feeling I'm not going to watch all four. But I'd give it a... It's going to get a four. It's also going to get a four. Yeah, a four. Uh, how long are the episodes? Just an hour. At least this one was just an hour. Um, okay. And I assume each episode is going to be like a different type of game show, because this one was focused on quiz shows. I'd assume the next one's going to be based... Uh, talking about, I don't know, uh, maybe luck-based games, like Wheel of Fortune or something like that. Right. Interesting. Well, what wasn't interesting at all, and pretty bad, actually, uh, Mulligan on Netflix. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about this, yeah. yeah. I really, really didn't like this at all. It is so fucking bad. I couldn't put on my uh, finger on where the animation style and uh, and stuff reminded me of, and then it, I realized it's like the critic from the nineties. Yeah, which is not a compliment because uh, that came out in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, and it's also I feel a little sad almost because it's like with people I like, like I like Tina Fey and Sam Richardson and things like that. Oh, the voice actors, just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it it just felt so fucking unoriginal. Anyway, it is about uh, after an alien attacks and destroys uh, the Earth, uh, then uh, this very boring uh, America guy uh, gets to be the president with uh, the evil vice president that is so evil that... I have never seen someone this evil in a show uh, ever in my in entire life. He's Dick Cheney, uh, basically. He is. Yeah. Uh, but guess what? It is amazingly bad. I don't know how they fucked it this badly <laughs> up. Because when I, when I told you about it, 
I I think I said you won't believe how bad it is. I mean, it was it definitely. I mean, I went in with low expectations just because you expressed to me how bad it was, but mm. it it's but, but it's worse than that. It's just generic <laughs> in the sense that you've yeah. seen about twenty uh, cartoon shows like this. It could have mm -hmm. been written by AI very easily, I yeah. suppose. Um, they, the main character who is the, mm, I would say a guy who in the mid two thousands would have watched the Man Show, uh, yeah. kind of character. He's like this dude, bro, like you said, who America hoorah kind of guy. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't like he's supposed to be the one you're going to connect with, right? As like uh, the main character, and I don't know who's connecting with that that person. On a comedic level, it makes sense because he's silly and goofy, but there's no characters to connect with uh, in any way whatsoever. I don't know. The concept for it is interesting. The idea of like um, having to rebuild America after an alien invasion. Other than that, it's all bad. So I'd give it a, what, a three? Yeah, I'm down at two. I... Like, I really said, uh, I despised it. It is uh, probably one of my uh, least favorite things I have ever seen on Netflix. And I don't. I, I think the problem is it's supposed to be funny, and it's not funny. That was my biggest problem. Right. Like, I didn't laugh a single time, I don't think. so. I think the best thing was uh, Dana Carvey as the senator, though. I like that. Uh, Black Knight. Yeah. This was also on Netflix? Yes. Yes, it, it was, was also on Netflix. Uh, South Korean show. Um, kind of, I think we talked a few weeks ago about them investing a ton of money in a South Korean mm -hmm. show. I think maybe this is one of the ones that they were investing in. It's about a future where uh, the Earth has gone through, like, huge climate issues. So there's, like, m massive tornadoes, dust storms, like, heat waves... The air is completely polluted. Uh, you can't breathe it. And there's uh, uh, different classes of people that have been, like, separated out. And then there's a whole mm. other class of people that aren't even basically considered people that are called the refugees. And our mm. main character is a guy who supplies uh, the, the people that are considered people with oxygen mm. tanks for them to live, <clears throat> but he also is kind of a double agent because he's helping out the refugees. He's known as, like, he's like a folk hero to them because he helps them out, but at the same time helps... He's like the Robin Hood, right? Is that how you kind mm -hmm. of describe him? Yeah. Yeah, he... Yeah, he... It felt very much like he, they were trying to make him Robin Hood. Uh, guess what? I really liked this show. Uh, I think one of the reasons why I liked it was, like, it's... It was six episodes, and it felt very much like over. Uh, yeah, it was a fast... I think the special effects could have had some uh, more budget put into them. The, sure. Uh, the whole world is really interesting to to think of and, like, live in. It's definitely kind of like a, this weird dystopia, dystopian future that you can almost see actually happening, which is the scary part, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. I like the dynamic of, like, the different levels of people, and then he's kind of in between, where, like, he's respected by all the classes. That that whole thing really, like, resonated with me. 
the action scenes are pretty interesting, I guess, but uh, the only problem I guess I really had with it was, like, the special effects, and the, the big problem with that is there's a lot of special effects in the show. <laughs> yeah, they rely very heavily on special effects, and I would say they are not the best, I agree. But I, I, I kind of forgot about it and took it as uh, what it was. Like, when I had mm -hmm. seen the special effects, like, two times, I was like, okay. You get the used to it. Are, are, is like that. Uh, I'm not going to say it's the best show ever, but it's 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 more than watchable. I gave it a seven point five actually. I gave it a six point five. So we're close. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. It's definitely watchable. Maybe I'm kind of because it's like the South Korean show on Netflix. I'm almost like comparing it to Squid Game in my head right. without necessarily meaning to. You and that's know? kind of unfair. Yeah. yeah, it definitely is. So, but still, I, I, that's kind of how I felt about it, like a 6.5. Yeah. I'm going to guess that uh, the next one we have both seen as well, uh, because you said you've seen it. It's okay. uh, Class of 09. That was the last show I saw this week, yeah. Because this was a show, and it was abysmal. It is... Okay, so if I if I was FBI and I would like make a recruitment video or like a very like puff piece about something, I would probably put out this. Uh, it is one of the most uninteresting shows that were not that interesting in the first uh, place. Uh, Kate Mara, how the fuck did they get Kate Mara in this? I am going to guess a lot of money because holy fuck, she didn't act in this. It's it felt almost like they were underacting as they were overacting, and that was also like extremely fun. I so think it's part of it. Like you're supposed to think she's like a robot almost, right? So those parts I understand why she underacted because she's supposed to be like robotic, like she's got the um, robot eye and everything. Uh, but then the other parts, you're like, well, why is she still acting this way in the past? <laughs> right. But yeah, you should say what it's about. Yeah. <laughs> so it is about uh, the class of all nine. Guess what? They uh, come out as FBI agents in all nine uh, from uh, Quantico. And uh, they are reunited when uh, one of their friends dies, and it's uh, spanning three uh, through like three decades. <laughs> and if it wasn't for the fucking numbers on the screen, I would probably not have noticed. It gets a little confusing. Because they're, they're jumping time periods quite a bit. And, like, Very the only much. thing to indicate that she's not that... Well, besides the numbers, if you look away and miss the number, the only thing to indicate mm -hmm. that she's in a different time period is the robot eye. Right? Right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and it's, uh, it's, like, it is... Like I said, it is generic AI-written bullshit of a show that I gave a 1.5 to. I fucking despised this with all my fucking heart. I thought this was abysmal. Abysmal. I guess uh, I didn't think it was as bad as you did. 
I but I went into this, this expecting it to be a classic uh, FBI uh, procedural drama, right? With no right. twists and turns. For them to go into the future and f- to show, like, okay, this is, like, <laughs> what we think... Not what we think the future is going to look like, but, like, kind of a showing an idea of, like, what could happen in with law enforcement in the future. And, like, the corrupt... Mm-hmm. Actually covering some of the corruption in law enforcement also, because uh, she's, like, a... What's the word for it? Uh, undercover agent. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, show Like, actually showing some of the corru- corruption instead of, like acting like everything in the FBI is great and, like, they can do no wrong. Yeah, Yeah. sure. Um, That I appreciated about it. It does feel a little Mm. propaganda-y in the the sense that, like, she's the the good one. You know, she's the good cop Mm -hmm. or the good FBI Mm -hmm. person, and she's there to to save us from the bad FBI agents. Like, Mm -hmm. um, there's a weird kind of, yeah, propaganda-y element about that. But... Overall, I thought it was better than you did. It sounds like just I like the time travel elements a bit, uh, way better than like the TV show just FBI, which is like a procedural kind of like right. cop show. So in that way, I'd give this a six. Okay. Did you give it a score? Cool. Yeah, I gave it one point five. Oh yeah, okay. Which is way worse yeah. than me. Okay. Yeah. Okay, but uh, then we watched uh, The Power, Episode 7. Look, what is this episode all about? It's called Baptism. As opponents of EOD pose an increased threat, those who have the power look to each other for strength, protection, and new leadership. Yeah. Against, again, proving as long as the British uh, lady is uh, with us, we're going to have... A good episode. Or at least a decent one. Yeah. I mean, I, I think this episode was not as good as last episode, Where, but last mm. episode was such a good... It, like, had so many twists and turns and so many good plot points. This one more felt like we came out of that episode with all this, like, big drama that happened, and now we're, like, we're building again to, like, the next really big dramatic moment, you know? Right. Yeah. I think it was interesting that we didn't meet the center one single time in this episode. We did see her um, son and the daughter, but yeah. we didn't see her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there are some things that I am still a little like uh, confused on. Uh, we didn't really get an answer of why uh, the boyfriend got the power still. I still think he's probably transitioning or have transitioned or something Well, you think like they that. would have said something about it in this episode because they made up as, like, a couple. Like, the right. like the reason they didn't say anything last episode is because they weren't talking, like the girlfriend yeah. and the boyfriend. Now they're talking again, so you think it would have come up in conversation. <laughs> uh, so I don't think that's it. I think he's just got the power. Mm. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, uh, I I thought this was a decent episode. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of the Christian element. Yeah, the very oh. ending part with the... I mean, uh, the name of the episode is Baptism. Mm-hmm. The very end of it was, like, all around the... The girl who has, like, the most power, I, I think we've determined. She's living with these mm-hmm. nuns and these other girls. And she kind of... Uh, she almost like over or usurps the nuns and is like, "I'm the leader now," 
It's kind of a jerk. Mm-hmm. She's kind of a jerk when I think about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, I'm going to give this uh, 6.5. Yeah. No, that's a little, yeah. I, I was thinking 6.57, so I think we're in, like, yeah. I, 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 what, what were you thinking? Is that Yeah, too... I was thinking maybe a little low, so 7, yeah. Yeah, somewhere in that area. It. I mean, last episode I would say we said, like, 8, 8.5, and I'd say this mm-hmm. is, like, yeah, a little, not quite as good. The thing that was it didn't have a good ending where the last episode no, had a great cliffhanger and yeah. this one was just like oh baptism and then we just cut to black it was like mm-hmm. there was no real uh draw to like watch the next episode which mm. it really hurt it for me at least uh i'm going to spoil uh that i will watch a show next week look okay uh the family stallone is coming out today uh, where we follow Sylvester Stallone and his wife and daughters in a reality show. I am so fucking looking forward to this show. So it's, it's on Paramount Stallone Plus. knows best is basically what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, his uh, his uh, daughters are very very. Uh, I mean, has one pretty. of these shows ever worked out for the family in a good way though? When you think about it, Hogan knows best. Well, Keeping up with the Kardashians the is Chrisleys, still pretty popular. The Chrisleys, that didn't work out yeah. well. Uh, I would say Kardashians still works out. The Osbournes, I don't I think Kardashians is in the same way as like Hogan knows best. You know, it's it's a, it's like the whole yeah. family. Everybody in the family's famous in that one. Where Stallone oh. is like just him. He's the famous one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Since we are talking about the Kardashians, I guess I will bring it up. Uh, ahead of its third season debut, the streamer has picked up another 20 episodes of the unscripted series. So, Yeah, I saw a commercial for it last night. It was like, yeah. the big joke in the commercial was uh, they wanted Kim to sing, but she just got uh, Botox, so she couldn't sing right because her face was frozen. Yeah, that was the joke. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's funny. It's pretty hilarious, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, do you want deal or not deal, but a survivor-like twist? Well, it seems like NBC is doing that. Hosted by Howie Mandel, our favorite. He was in that uh, game show show. Also, he Howie Mandel oh. was one of the people they interviewed in that. Um, okay. But yeah, deal or no deal, with a survivor twist, the new spin on a popular game show will appear to be set on the banker's private island where 100 cases with a million dollars are split between them, <laughs> the teams of hopefuls will work together to find the cases and then play okay. a twist on do- deal or no deal against the banker. The last team to survive will compete on the last episode of the season for what the network is calling the biggest prize in deal or no deal history. So we don't know actually what the hmm. what the overall, I would assume, like, a million dollars. Actually, I didn't mention this when we were talking about um, Naked and Afraid. The mm. the prize money is a, only a hundred thousand dollars for this. <laughs> yeah, I know. Who wants to be a millionaire? <laughs> is a million dollars, or I guess it's only a half a million do- dollars now, right? Uh, but mm-hmm. like, I would not do Naked and Afraid for a hundred thousand dollars. Hundred thousand? No, no. I mean, that's no. a lot of money, life changing money. I would not do nope. that for a hundred thousand dollars. No, nope. nope. 
if I was guaranteed I would have one, I would still, still not do it. Done. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I would assume that this survivor thing, because they're saying they're going to be living on an island, it's going to be like survivor. It's kind of going to be like a survivalist type show, just mixed with a game show kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which it could be good, I guess. We'll just have to see it. I like Howie Mandel now after his. Mm. Uh, He's blow up on TikTok, so yeah. Hey, do you want to tell the audience about some books? Uh, Audible Trial. If you want to go to audibletrial.com forward slash ADC, that's audibletrial.com forward slash ADC. You can go get a free trial of Audible for 30 days, get a free book. If you cancel any time, you get to keep the book, uh, and it still helps us out. So go do that. Win win. Movies, Luke. We have seen some movies. You have seen one more movie than me, so why don't you go? I saw Air, and with B oh yeah, Ben Affleck. Right. You literally told me and <laughs> last time we talked, and I <laughs> forgot about it already. Uh, ben Affleck and Matt Damon were in this, and as well as a bunch of other people. I'm trying to think of who else, but. Yeah, it's got a bunch of really big actors in it. It's uh oh, Jason Bateman. That was the other big and uh, big one. Uh, mm. yeah, it's a a movie about Nike, but specifically about Nike before they uh acquiring Michael Jordan as like a talent to create the Air Jordan off of. Right. And yet somehow they never have Michael Jordan in it. They do, but they only show the back of his head. The entire movie, so you never... So, like... That's much. Yeah. Um, the, I saw Viola Davis played her... His mother. Uh, his mother. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of really good actors in this. It, it It's well put together. It's interesting. The, hmm. the Michael Jordan part is very cheesy, how they keep showing the back of his head, and you hear him talk but they never show his face. This is very awkward. That's the only awkward part of it. The acting's really good. It's really well shot. The story's, I'm assuming, you know, somewhat uh, manufactured. Probably not 100% true, but right. uh, dramatized for the big screen. In and of itself, it's a pretty good movie. I'd recommend it, but it's not like something to go out of your way. I wouldn't pay 20 bucks or something. This was on Peacock, I believe. Uh, this week, so if you have Peacock, you can go check it out there. <coughs> I give it a, I'll give it a five point five, six. I'll give it a six. I have absolutely no interest in this movie whatsoever. It's about the sport, about a guy that I don't really. Care it's about. more about business. It's more like a business movie than it is a sports movie. So yeah. Mm. Well. Um, I saw a movie that I wish I didn't see this week. Um, that's not very often, I can say, but I did see a movie on Netflix called The Mother. Um, I saw this. Holy moly. Talk about a shit movie. Uh, it has Jennifer Lawrence in it, uh, Joseph Fiennes. Uh, it's about this assassin that has been hiding in the woods. Stop me if you have heard this plot before. It's Jennifer Lopez, by the way. Oh, what did I say? Jennifer Lawrence. Same. Oh. It's close enough. <laughs> yeah. They're from, like, the same time period of when they were actually famous also, so. 
Oh yeah, and both are very like married to Ben Affleck, so. Oh well, yeah, that's true. I didn't even think yeah. about that. Oh, yeah, both of them. Uh, but yeah, she's an assassin. Uh, she was hired, like she was trained by the military, and she has to come out of her hiding place because she has to protect her daughter that she has never met against uh, some criminals that are very after. Uh, some Why do payback. they want to get her daughter? It's it, it's a vague I like fucking know. threat of being able to use her for leverage. They never explain why they'd be able to use this girl for leverage or what they would use her for, but sure. Right. Do you want a very hard spoiler alert for this movie? I fucking hated it with a passion. It is probably one of the worst Netflix movies I have ever seen in, in my entire life. Jennifer Lopez is a bad actress. There you have it. Like, she can't act if someone literally forced her with a fucking gun. Uh, it's a terrible action movie. It's also a, a, exactly the same plotline as that TV show we saw some years ago about an assassin that had to come out of their hiding uh, place because of their daughter. It's also like 600 other fucking movies like this. I can't remember last time I saw something this trite and boring. It felt like a chore watching this movie, but I did, so there's that. I gave it a... Why am I going to be nice? Yes, I'm going to be nice and give it a one. Because it's 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 not a zero movie, but it's so fucking close. I guess I didn't think it was as bad as you did, but it just felt like a throwback movie. It felt like... Uh, an action movie from like the early two thousands, late nineties, <laughs> when she would have when she was famous, you know. I, and I think they're going or when she was, you know, an A A list celebrity. I, she's still famous, mm. obviously. Um, I think they're going for that demographic. Is like people who are J Lo fans are gonna like movies from that time period because that's when they grew up. And it just felt like a throwback to me more than anything else. I don't think it was a good movie, but it also wasn't terrible, terrible. Uh, to me, it was like, uh, you know, very popcorn movie where you don't really have to think about anything. Like you said, it's about... The plot line is similar to about a hundred other things. So, overall, I'd give it a four. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I saw a band called Otto. Uh, that This got added to Netflix. It came out, what? It, I think it came out at the very beginning of January um, with Tom Hanks. It's a, a remake of a Swedish movie, by the way. Oh, is it? I didn't know that. No. Um, is it based on a book or anything, or just a movie? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's got... It's a, it's a bit of a tearjerker. I was expecting... It was a comedy, but at the same time, it's very, like, sensitive topics, because uh, he's, he's, he's in a bad way, this guy, and he meets some new neighbors. He's like this gr super grumpy old man, Tom Hanks' character. He meets mm. these neighbors, and he gets to know them over a few years, and, like, he creates, like, a, a neighborhood, uh, what's the word for it, when a whole neighborhood is, like, uh, together, and they all work together to do things, a community, like, a communal, like, community-type feel to this area, uh, and that kind of saves his life in a way. That's the best way to put it, without spoiling anything. Uh, it, the acting is really good. 
the cinematography is decent. The editing, ha it felt like they rushed a few things, like uh, rushed the story along. I'm not, I haven't seen the original, or read the book or anything, so I wouldn't know mm. if that's how they were. But some of the things were like, okay, you could have maybe delved a little deeper into that. Overall, though, it was fine. I'd give it a six. Cool. I saw Fanfic. Uh, this is a Polish uh, Netflix movie. I guess what it is about if it's called Fanfic. Uh, a crazy person, like crazy fan, crazy fan person. <laughs> No, oh. it's about two high school uh, students that uh, uh, get very intensely friendly, um, and uh, they are also autistic. Uh, do you remember a smile look some years ago that was directed by Sia? Oh, that movie. What was it? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember what it was called, but yeah, I remember the Sia movie. I yeah. I think it was called Smile, if I'm not 110%. Uh, well, I remember correct. Smile was that horror movie that came out last year, but I'm not sure if they're called oh, the same thing. Maybe I'm I'm incorrect. But yeah, you remember that Sia movie? Like, mm -hmm. it, it felt, felt a little... No, it didn't feel exactly like that, but it felt very... Because I watched the Sia movie and I remember thinking well, it was the worst thing I ever seen this this was definitely different but also kind of like it felt like it's kind of funny because it's called like a fanfiction uh, fic that is like a short for fan fiction yeah it felt like a fan fiction version of that movie almost um, and I I did not think it was very good, but it's it's not the worst. It has some interesting um, cuts, and it has some interesting, like uh, I would say, like um, shots and things like that. But I do also feel like it's kind of problematic. So it, I can't give it more than two and a half stars. Yeah. So it's problematic in like a the good doctor kind of way. Problematic. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Okay. Which that kind of blew up as a thing this week on TikTok. The whole good doc with like I have never ever liked that show. I never it's even so watched an episode bad. of it. I I've seen more of the good doctor this week than I've ever seen of it. <laughs> um, yeah, those were the movies I saw. So mm -hmm. movie news. There's no movie news. So let's watch a trailer for Hypnotic. Ketchup. Mm. Not All we need is mustard. Not catsup entertainment, ketchup entertainment. Wasn't paying attention. No. Just for a second. Hey, it's Jennifer Lawrence. See <laughs> the joke? Mm -hmm. It's Matt Damon. Matt Damon! This doesn't look generic at all. Is that an offensive joke in 2023? Yeah, I think I said that a f few weeks ago. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things that's like, it's gr ingrained in society now, but if it was a new joke, it would be yeah. offensive, yeah. Yeah, this d does not look generic at all. That's kind of cool. Okay. He hypnotized them. Yeah. 
It looks like this, like the cinematography looks like it was filmed like in 2010. Yeah. It reminds me of that movie Phone Booth with uh, Colin Farrell. Yeah. Just the cinematography of it. It's got that like weird blue tint happening. I love that movie, by the way. Phone Booth? Yeah. Oh, it was alright. It wasn't Strangers amazing. Off an elaborate bank heist. Are you familiar with the concept of hypnotics? Hypnotics. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Inception just for hypnotic? Hypnotists, yeah. yeah. Hypnotics use them to make you see a version of the world that doesn't exist. Oh, that doesn't exist. Hmm. I kind of like the concept, is like this criminal is a hypnotist who can like control people's minds. The idea of it's kind of interesting. Jesus, the sound in this was like all of a sudden like super fucking high. Yeah, I just, yeah, I had to turn it down as well. Holy moly. I do like William Fitcher, Fitchner also as like yeah. He's a good bad guy in most movies, so... He is, yeah. But it seriously does look like something from 2010. Like, oh, hmm. for real. Do you know what? I'm more interested in this uh, now than I was before we saw it, at least. Oh, definitely. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I, I hadn't seen this before either, so... That was interesting. I don't think this has hmm. been very publicized because I haven't seen any commercials for it or anything or any like on TV. Uh, so probably because he has fought with just, uh, both like Lawrence and Lopez. Well, that and Ketchup Entertainment is who's distributing it, <laughs> and I've never heard of them in my entire life. Never heard of them. In my yeah. Oh my god! It's directed by Robert Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes me actually more interested in it again. Yeah. Uh, Holy fuck, I love Robert Rodriguez's movies. It says screenplay by Robert, Robert Rodriguez also, by the way. So. Oh my gosh, that makes me super interested. And it's R-rated? Okay. Okay, maybe don't judge a book by its cover. But uh, look, what is this totally going to be Oscar-nominated movie all about? Determined to find his missing daughter, Detective Danny Rourke finds himself spiraling down a rabbit hole while investigating a series of reality-bending crimes. Aided by Diana Cruz, a gifted psychic, Rourke simultaneously pursues and per is simultaneously pursue what? Aided by Diana Cruz, a gifted psychic, Rourke mm -hmm. simultaneously pursues and is pursued by a lethal specter, the one man he believes holds the key to finding the girl. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Roger on Rotten Tomato. Oh, I yeah, should say 37% oh. on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, which is not great. 5.6 on no. IMDb, 4 out of 5 on Movie Insider, but 82% of Google users liked it. Mm. Uh, yeah, Roger on uh, uh, Rotten Tomatoes did not like this movie at all. He gave it half a star and says, Movie was horrible, too much, nothing going on, rushed plot, no backstory. Popcorn was buzzing, though. So, <laughs> at least you've got something positive corn. out of it, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, 10 out of 10 on IMDb from... 
Dan Heglond dash five nine one eight six one six. I'll admit, after about 20 minutes, I was ready to leave the theater. At first glance, it appeared to be a predictable cliche. Boy, was I wrong. I, I'm glad I stayed. After about 30 minutes or so, the plot twists begin, one after you, one after another, and I was hooked. This is an excellent movie. I really like the lead male and female actors. The story is completely unpredictable, uh, at least for me, and they kept coming with surprises. Uh, ignore the haters. This is one of my favorite movies of the year, and I will definitely see it again. So, hmm. uh, Art Artyan H gave it five stars. Uh, also on Rotten Tomatoes, said fast pace keeps on you on the edge of the seat kind of movie. It's a good film despite uh, uh, some uh, lousy, completely out of touch critics says. Uh, then it's uh, very good, and uh, the end credit scene will blow your mind. So don't leave before you have seen the whole thing. Okay, I got a mid-tier one, a five out of ten uh, from mm. Move Move Him six four six seven one four. I guess Nick Cage wasn't available. I had hopes, but this from Ben and director Rod Rodriguez is pretty bad to the point 80s clunkers where cheese was heavily spread throughout m many films as of reviews as the review suggests this seems like a project that Nick Cage missed out on with Nick amped up to 11 it may have been a fun film but ultimately those involved seem to be seriously thinking <laughs> the loose writing poorly chosen film score and bad acting were what audience were hoping for here yeah Wow, and that's a mid-level uh, one. <laughs> yeah. Do you mind telling the audience about uh, the other movies coming out this week? Because someone has uh, had some problems with their computer today, so we had to reinstall a lot of things and don't have Google in uh, American. Oh, it's all yeah, it's in Norwegian. Okay, Rally Road Racers, a rookie race car driver, gets the opportunity to compete against a reigning champion with the help of a former driver he must overcome treacherous terrain rival racers and unexpected obstacles to prove he has what it takes uh six out of ten on imdb 79 percent on rotten tomatoes 80 percent on fandango sounds pretty bad right mm. yeah except it's got jk simmons and john cleese in it <laughs> oh i think it's a cartoon please yeah it's a they're they're voice actors in it <laughs> mm. right uh, Book Club 2, which the is actually Book Club, the next chapter. Four best friends take their book club to Italy for the fun girls trip they never had. When things go off the rails and secrets are revealed, their relaxing vacation turns into a once-in-a-lifetime cross-country adventure. 5.8 5 out of 10 on IMB, 46% on Rotten Tomatoes, 45% on Metacritic. It's got Diane Keaton and Jane Fonda in it, as well as Mary Steenburgen and Candace Bergen, and Don Johnson, and Andy Garcia, and Craig T. Nelson. Holy crap! <laughs> oh my god! This thing is packed with people. <laughs> uh, I got my uh, Google uh, back. Uh, the next one is Monica. Uh, a woman returns home uh, uh, to care for her a lying mother, whom she hasn't seen in years. This has 6.4 on IMDb, 86% on Rotten Tomatoes, 74% on Metacritic. Uh, this also really has a good cast. Uh, Tracy Lissette, uh, Patricia Clarkson, Emily Browning, and Anna P Piquin. Piquin. Hey, hey, Monica. Um, 
Blackberry. Hey, hey, Monica. Hey, 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 Monica. Yeah. The company... I'm not to, allowed to sing that song, by the way, because it's in Swedish. It's in Swedish. <laughs> the company yeah. behind the first smartphone, the Blackberry, meets a catastrophic demise. That's the whole description. Directed by Matthew Johnson. Okay. 7.9 out of 10 on IMDb. 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. 80% mm. on Metacritic. Uh, I'm going to look at the audience score, but that's pretty good. That's a pretty good score. Hmm. Uh, 91% audience score. Holy crap. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now a documentary that uh, I know Luke is going to run to the cinema and watch because mm-hmm. it's about baseball because he cares so much about baseball. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, it's called It Ain't Over. Uh, friends, family, and former players tells the story of Yogi Berra. Is it a little bit funny that I thought it was maybe about Yogi Bear? Um, <laughs> the blood New York Yankees legend who became uh, famous for his champion rings and uh, funny proverbs. I'm, I'm correct that it's baseball, right? Yeah, Yogi Bear. I'm assuming yeah, yeah. Yogi Bear is named after Yogi Bear. I would I would think that that's... I'll look it up in mm-hmm. a minute. But Fool's Paradise. A down-on-his-luck publicist discovers a former mental health patient who looks like a misbehaving movie star. He soon becomes an unlikely celebrity when he gets thrown into the bright lights and behind-the-scenes bustle of Hollywood. Directed by Charlie mm-hmm. Day. Uh, starring Charlie Day. And... It has 13% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh, that's not good. 5.3 mm. out of 10 on 9B. 27% on Metacritic. Ew. Not a great showing there. Kate Beckinsale? Mm. Ray Liotta and John Malkovich? As well as okay. Charlie Day? Okay. Interesting cast. Is this real? It also has Adrian Brody, Jason Sudeikis, Jillian Bell. Yeah, this is <laughs> also packed with, like, if this is real. I don't know. This seems not. Maybe it's animated. No, it's not. It's a comedy by no? Char- by Charlie Day, you know, from Always Sunny. Yeah, yeah but it could have been a comedy. Uh, oh, comedy it's... animated. Oh, I'm looking at the poster. It's definitely not animated. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, next week we will talk news of the week. Hopefully we have some fucking news, right? Uh, <laughs> TV and movies of the week. We will definitely not talk about Eurovision. Uh, oh, we will yeah. Talk about, I haven't gotten rid of uh, that yet. <laughs> Uh, we will talk about uh, The Power Episode 8. Uh, we will have another digital review of Black Lotus. What? Are we watching that TV show again? I guess so, right? Uh, <laughs> I have no idea what this is about, but I'm assuming it's some kind of horror movie, right? You would think. I don't know. Uh, like, the first thing that I thought of was the TV show, so... Yeah. I don't remember the TV show. What was it about? I uh, know that was called White Lotus. Lotus. No, it was called White Lotus. What's something with Lotus? I mean, Black Lotus is a uh, Magic the Gathering card. That's all I get when I look up Black Lotus. Mm. <laughs> it's like a whole bunch Maybe of it's... Magic the Gathering stuff. What do you, What do you get if you Google White Lotus? Yeah, let me look. Is that the TV show? That sounds more familiar. What was it about, though? Do you remember what it was about? It was, it was about some like rich people going to uh, a holiday. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. 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 It white. Lo- it was from two years ago, twenty two thousand one ah, okay. or twenty uh, two thousand twenty one. I said two thousand and one again. Yeah. It had Ab- Aubrey so... Plaza in it. 
Yes, that's why I, that was one of the reasons why why I why I watched it. Mm-hmm. Gosh, it's almost like I'm not American or something. I don't know if the movie's going to be based on that or what. We'll see, I guess. The opposite of of uh, White Lotus, Black Lotus. Yeah, it so could be like a spinoff. On... A spinoff or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's about poor people on holiday. I guess so, maybe. <laughs> uh, Jeremy Round, uh, Cash App. Uh, Cash App founder Bob Lee was having an affair with sister of his alleged killer. Uh, <laughs> uh, this came out a few months ago, I want to say, that this guy who owned yeah. Cash App got stabbed in the middle of the night in, like, uh, a bad part of San Francisco. And people were like, well, mm-hmm. why? Uh, there was We didn't really report on it because there was no, like, confirmation of anything that had happened. And now what it seems like is he was part of a underground sex party scene in uh in san francisco called the lifestyle which is apparently like you know kind of a drug party scene where people casually hook it's a casual hookup kind of what's the word for it orgy scene kind of thing sounds like he had been hooking up with somebody and that that person who he was hooking up with was in a relationship with the guy who stabbed him so it's looking like more a lot of people were saying that this was like, oh, he. this just happened because he was in San Francisco and it's such a bad, you know, everything's terrible there. But it's looking more like this was a crime of passion. Hmm. Strange. Yep. Cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> there was this rumor going on on the internet that uh, Taylor Swift was coming out with a book. And uh, then, uh, uh, The Guardian had a very fun title called Sorry Swifties. BTS revealed as authors of a mystery book that intrigued the internet. Beyond the story, 10-year record of BTS will be out uh, 9th of July. Do you care at all? Uh, no. I mean, I guess it's interesting to know that 10 years, BTS has been around for 10 years. I mean, <coughs> I guess I haven't known about them for that long, but I'm not surprised, I suppose. They're kind of broken up right now, aren't they? BTS is yeah, like on hiatus. They are in, in, yeah, they are in the military. Yeah. Right. Because uh, it's like required in South Korea to join the military, mm-hmm. I think. Um, so I think this is probably a way for them to continue making money but not being on tour, kind of. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably what this is all about. I'm I don't I, I'm sure it's an interesting book, but I don't really care. Uh, talking about Eurovision, uh, Pep uh, Guardiola admits that Eurovision could derail Manchester City's triple chance uh, this weekend. Uh, what does that against, mean? Uh, so they have won uh, the championship. And they have won like their like league championship. Uh, so a triple crown means that you like uh, take also like. Uh, um, How uh, is a song uh, contest going to stop re- a sports team from winning something? So, uh, because they were unwilling to, uh, the police were unwilling to put uh, uh, Manchester City's trip to Gadsden Park back to Saturday because it clashed with Eurovision's song contest in Liverpool. 
So uh, City had less than 24 hours preparation for the Real Madrid match that is going on right now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Twitter hires a new CEO. Uh, Elon steps down, and this woman, mm-hmm. uh, Linda Yaccarino, Yaccarino, mm-hmm. uh, is the new head of Twitter. She was previously advertising executive for NBC, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but people online are having a big problem with her being part of the World Economic Forum. That's like the big talk yeah. online. Is that she's a globalist, and it's she's weird because globalist. everybody who is a fan of uh, of Elon is anti-globalist, and so for him to do yes. this is like they feel like he betrayed them or something. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is such a absolutely nothing thing. I don't know why people are so fucking upset. Yeah, I, I, it's this. literally just capitalists doing capitalism, is what it yeah. is. Yeah, <laughs> capitalists being capitalists. Uh, yeah, um, the royal family almost killed uh, Prince Harry and Meghan again. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, that's going to be the rumors that they there was an attempt on <laughs> on their life. On their life by the royal family. Because Apparently. They, totally. They killed Diana. Remember that? We should say that it's like supposedly paparazzi, like they were in a car chase with paparazzi and it was dangerous. Yeah. Nothing actually happened as far as like a crash or anything like that, but well, that's not entirely true, because guess what? Prince Harry and Meghan paparazzi car chase was not near catastrophic, NYPD official suggests. Oh. Oh, so this was in the and, U.S.? Uh, They're already back in the U.S.? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, a taxi driver who had picked up uh, the Sussexes uh, said, I don't think I would call it a chase. <laughs> but added that the couple was quiet and seemed scared. Okay. So. Uh, let's see. YouTube stuff. I guess KSI uh, controversy because of mm-hmm. his fight. He he hit the guy with the... There was a boxing YouTube boxing match this weekend. There was... This was... The KSI match was the big one, but most people were talking the Boogie match, the Boogie fight. Mm-hmm. Boogie 2988 yes. versus Wings of Redemption. But the KSI mm-hmm. thing was very controversial because he elbowed the dude in the face, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with it, but even KSI came out and said, like, uh, he thinks it should be called a no contest, right? I I I saw that, yeah, and I I agree with him. It was very clearly against the rules what he did. So I don't know if they can. I don't know what the rules are with like overturning that stuff or like you would assume that if he goes to them and says, "Hey, I don't want it on my record," that they would right. remove it. But I don't know. Do you know who this, like, Joe Fernier was? Who? The guy he fought Oh, against. I didn't even know who he was when I saw him. I, I assume he's, like, yeah. a British YouTube, YouTuber. I've so. never heard of this guy in my entire life. He's probably more famous there than he is outside of U- the UK, it's possible. Uh, the official teaser for Five Nights at Freddy came out this week. Fuck, that was funny. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. I am so looking forward to that movie. You don't have a clue. 
there was the Nick Cage like knockoff version of it that was kind of fun. That was a fun <laughs> yeah. movie. Let's see what else. Um, oh, last night, you know the uh, the Nikocado Oompaville podcast yeah. like, that Podcasts. was that isn't anymore. Yeah. Uh, mm, and then yeah. last night. Nikocado, I guess he did this once before, but Nikocado has started like uploading onto that channel, mm-hmm. the Dumpster Fire podcast channel. And last night mm-hmm. I went and saw the video he uploaded, and it was like a Christmas video. He's like yep. uploading stuff from months ago and just trying yep. to monetize it. That's so funny. It's such a Nikocado thing to do. It <laughs> is a pretty Nick Avocado indeed. Did you see about the YouTube plane guy? Uh, pleading guilty? No. So there was a guy a while ago, I know we talked about it at the time, the guy who jumped out of the plane and recorded it for a YouTube video and said, like, oh, I I had to ditch the plane, and he jumped out of it and just let it, like, fly, crash into a a mountain? Um, Completely unsafe, obviously. And he denied it. He was like, I didn't... He was saying that the plane malfunctioned and he had to jump out of the plane and just happened to have six GoPros all set up all oh, yeah. around it, and, oh, yeah. and he was wearing a parachute already when he got mm. into the plane, and so everybody's like, this is a little suspicious. But yeah, he pleaded guilty this week uh, in court, so. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, I have been watching... The things I have watched on YouTube has mostly been about Eurovision this week, so... Do you know who Jordan Adika is? The... Uh, no. He does Sad Boys podcast with, um, uh, Jarvis Johnson. Uh, they do a podcast together. He did a video this week about the most offensive music video of all time. It it was a music video called By Day Above Ground called Asian Girls. Mm. Have you ever seen that music video? No. I think we could wrap it up. We can't play the music video at all, but I think just you, I linked it. You start playing it. And you just react to, like, the first 30 seconds uh, of this music video. <laughs> that is five minutes? Okay. Uh, yeah, you, you just go ahead and play it whenever you want, and go... Uh, I've started playing uh, it, uh, Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A girl in the bathtub. Is this porn? No. Okay. Starring Day Above Ground. Okay, some guitar playing. Dude, oh, <laughs> that was offensive. <laughs> oh. What the literal fuck? This... <laughs> what is this? It's so bad, isn't it? This is like someone being on very, very hard drugs Making a music video that is supposed to look as much as porn as possible. Can you believe that this this music video came out in 2013? No. Yeah. <laughs> how is that? How is this possible? <laughs> it's so bad. It is so bad. It's like the what? most offensive music video I've the ever seen. Troll fuck is this? Oh my god, no, oh. no, 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 no,
It's very racist. It's a very racist song. Mm-hmm. Well, with that uh, Ching Chong Shung there? Yeah. Cancel me. <coughs> there we go. Uh, I'm uh, not Luke, so that makes me throw. And I'm not fro, so that makes me look. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, bye, everybody. Another, di- another digital, another digital citizen. 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 Another digital citizen.